this is Rob Bauer and today at Taxtober Talk we're talking to Stenek Stibar of the Koenig Quickstep about the cancelled races and virtual racing. Alright all, welcome back to a new episode of the Taxtober Talk podcast and there's a fair chance that you are listening to this right now while you're sitting on your tax, while you're training or you're even participating in one of the many rides or races that are being organized in the virtual cycling world at the moment. And our guest of today had his first experience of virtual racing last Sunday when he rode a shortened version of the Ronde van Vlaanderen, aka the Tour of Flanders, against 12 other world-class riders. And I'm sure he's going to tell us all about that experience and especially how much he's going to miss all the cobblestones this week. All right, welcome Stenek Stibar of the Koenig Quickstep. Stibi, how are you? Oh, I'm fine, thank you. Thank you. All is good. It's a bit of a weird situation probably going on at the moment. Uh, also for you, where are you at the moment and are you all healthy with you and the family? Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, for the moment, we stay all healthy. And uh, right now we are in Belgium because uh, there was an issue with the traveling, of course. Um, you know, my last race was uh, Paris-Nice. And uh, at that moment, uh, we knew that some races uh, will get canceled, but it was not yet. Uh, we didn't know yet uh, what will happen with Tour of Flanders and uh, Paris-Roubaix. And uh, yeah, and uh, I, I really want to go to Czech Republic. Uh, to visit my parents because I didn't see them since uh, Christmas time. But uh, yeah, if I will go there, I will have to stay uh, two weeks in quarantine. And uh, so I would not be able to come back to Belgium uh, for the races. Um, so yeah, I had to I had to go to Belgium, stay here. And uh, yeah, since since then, I'm I'm still in Belgium. <laughs> And uh, luckily, I can uh, I can uh, train every day outside and uh, ride around. I can still move outside, so it's um, it's not uh, not not a bad move. And I saw you had a new training partner as well uh, these days with your son, with your son Lewis. Oh yeah, yeah. We 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 try to to ride every day, or not every day, because he also don't want to go every day on the bike, of course. But uh, we try to do. Uh, around 10 kilometers uh he is four and a half right now and you know um we always stop after 5ks then we eat some cookie and uh, we drink uh, some apple juice <laughs> and uh, that's what he loved the most and uh, we just play a little bit in the forest and then uh, we do the second half so i think that in those two two and a half weeks that we are doing it i think uh he did already maybe 120 130 kilometers so it's not oh, too bad. Wow. So he's going to be the next big talent in a couple of years. Uh, Already not, getting the case in. I, I'm not sure of that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, whatever. It's it's just, you know, it's I, I really like it to ride with him. Also then, uh, you know, he, he improved every day a little bit in the traffic and going from the bike paths to bike paths, crossing the roads. And also what I really like is that when he's interested in something next to the road, we just stop. Uh, we talk about it, and or we just yeah stop in the in the forest, and we start to play there with nothing actually, and we always find something, and then uh, the time also passed a little bit faster for him, and while we are having fun. All right, that's awesome. And what does the rest of a training week look like for you at the moment? Uh, honestly, I try to to just to do my trainings every day. Um, 
also because for me it's really difficult to stay uh, all day inside. I, I just can't do it. I didn't grow up like this. Uh, so I really need the fresh air and uh, I like to move. Uh, I like to do my trainings. Uh, of course, it's now without, without uh, any goals. Um, so it's it's really weird uh, to be training and to not have the goals. But uh, still, I I do every day, uh, whatever, if it is 100 kilometers, 150. Um, so if I go on the bike, most of the time I don't have less than 90 kilometers. So I also stay... Uh, good in shape and uh, once uh, the the racing will start i will add some hours i will add some intensity um and yeah i, I should be ready in quite short time i hope and also you know it's it's just nice i always had the idea that uh, i will keep on training while the weather is really good here in belgium and uh, we still can go outside for training uh so i thought i just keep on riding so since Paris, I actually didn't didn't stop. Yeah, because you started the season in uh, in Argentina already immediately with a stage win. Then you did the opening weekend Paris, and it was all building up to probably this week, which should probably be your favorite week of the year, I guess. Absolutely, absolutely, and uh, I think I was really good on track. Uh, uh, my numbers were really good. Uh, I think the shape was there and uh, even growing growing through the Paris. Uh, so I was really confident that the shape will be uh, on on their best uh, this week, actually, with uh, Tour of Flanders, Paris-Roubaix. Uh, but yeah, now everything is gone. So also all the build-up um, is gone. Uh, of course, it's not only for me, but it's also for the other riders. Uh, but, you know, it's, uh, it's a pity because it's not every year the same that you can have a really good uh, build-up. Um, I did start with training really early. Uh, I think it was already uh, end of October because my last race uh, last year was the World Championship on the road. And then I did even some cyclocross races, you know, um, really good start of the season in Argentina. And uh, just going through, I knew that the shape is just growing. Um, everything was, was well. And uh, yeah, now it's uh, all disappeared, but uh, that's how it is. And yeah, today is the, it's Tuesday the 7th of April, so it's uh, the Tuesday after the Sunday that Flanders was supposed to be ridden. And upcoming Sunday would be Paris-Roubaix. And I don't know if you have checked the weather forecast, but a lot of cycling fans actually did and already seeing that there might have been rain on Sunday in Roubaix. Would that have been a dream? Um, it's my dream to do once Paris-Roubaix in the rain. Uh, I think it will be really spectacular. And I think it's uh, since 2003 that Paris-Roubaix was done in the ring. Um, so it's a really long time ago. Uh, so absolutely, uh, I, I really want to do it once in the ring. Yeah. With what type of feeling are you going to wake up on Sunday and when you see it is actually raining? Are you still then, then struggling with it, with the, with the whole situation? Or have you made peace with it already and... Uh, no, I, I actually put my brain uh, back into November and December <laughs> and uh, I, I just uh, I just tried to forget about this period uh, because then it will get only harder. And um, so I just yeah, I, I really tried to forget about it and, and just uh, put it put it in place that uh, the races are, are gone and that I just need to stay focused. 
news uh, for what's coming up, uh, even if we don't know. But uh, still, I just, you know, like to ride a bike and, and uh, go out for the training. And uh, that's my main focus right now. And uh, even if it will be rainy or sunny, um, I just, for the moment, I just don't care. I really don't want to think about uh, what would it be if, uh, because, uh, yeah, then it will get just really tough because, you know, it's always after Paris-Roubaix. When the race is done, you think, oh, now I have to wait one year again uh, to do those races. And, uh, yeah, now we even didn't get those races. Uh, maybe in the coming months uh, we will have them. But uh, it will be it will be not the same. So I, I really don't want to be focused on that and even think about it. Okay. Did you put some thought into it? Maybe that they're going to be at the end of the year. Or do you have some thoughts about that? If they're going to be organized at the end of the year, would you still be happy with that as well? Uh, I think so. I will be always happy when we can do all those uh, cobblestone classics. Uh, I, I, I love it. I love those races. So I don't care when it will be. Of course, I think the feeling will, will never be the same. Um, if you do it in the spring and uh, right after winter or if you do it on the end of the season, I think that uh, it will be just different. But uh, yeah, I, I, honestly, I really don't care. I just hope that the races will go on and uh, I hope as soon as possible. Just imagine like a, a wet, windy autumn day somewhere early October or something and then uh, Paris-Roubaix would be perfect. Um, yeah, it will be perfect. And uh, really, I, I think we just uh, need to believe in it that uh, we will still get some races, uh, some interesting races this year. And uh, yeah, that's for what we have to work and uh, in what we have to believe. Yeah, but for now, unfortunately, such a situation was different and then was totally different for you last Sunday when you took part in the, the Ronde lockdown edition, as we call it in English. Yes. Um, <laughs> How how was that for you? Because I saw and I heard that you were actually more nervous than for the real edition. Uh, uh, absolutely, I, I was really nervous um, because uh, you know it was uh, yeah we had to install of course everything ourselves and uh, I was just hoping that everything will work out. You know that uh, everything is well connected even when we when we did test it um, and then you know on Saturday afternoon I I will to just uh, ride once the uh, the race. Uh, the parkour, I just want to know how it feels because uh, honestly, I don't ride uh, that much of those virtu virtual races or it was my first virtual race ever actually. And um, uh, so I was just curious, how does it feel? And um, I had some mechanical issues. Uh, the bike didn't shift well. So I was uh, struggling quite for a while uh, before it, everything worked well. Um, and yeah, I was. I, I just didn't know what to expect uh, from such a race. I uh, yeah, as I say, I, it was first time for me ever. Um, but it was really interesting. It was. Uh, I, I was suffering a lot, but it was fun. D did you know it was going to be that much suffering up front? I could imagine. I could imagine. <laughs> but you know, I it's. I don't know how did it happen, but uh, I I did start with some delay. Uh, so I was already from. Uh, from the beginning chasing the group and uh, so you know half race I, I a little bit uh, lost the focus um, because it was just so weird I was all all the time just uh, just so like you know that uh, I'm farther and far so I could not see anyone in front of me and uh, I was the last <laughs> one 
And I was like, hey, come on, how is this possible? <laughs> and I, it's, I just don't know um, how it was possible that I just had some delay on the start. And uh, yeah, the guys, they also really started very fast. And um, yeah, and then I was just chasing basically all the race. And then in the end, you ended up uh, ended up being 10th. Uh, still, I think, a decent uh, wattage output that uh, that people could see. What, what was on average? Was it 370 or something? Yeah, I think something like this, around 375 watts. Um, and as I say, I a little bit uh, lost the focus somewhere half race. And uh, so and then I really had to refocus myself and say, come on, uh, push it harder. And uh, and uh, yeah, I of course don't want to give up. And then I thought, uh, then I saw Betiel in front of me, and then uh, Yves Lampard. So I thought, okay, I, I'm just gonna give it a try and uh, close the gap to them. And uh, so that's that's why I can gain some motivation. And um, and and then I could I could beat them in the sprint. So it was nice, uh, a top ten place in Tour of Flanders. <laughs> At least you had some bragging rights over Eve then, maybe in the in the uh, in the quick step group group chat afterwards. Or uh, no, not really. I, I I just told him that uh, that. But he had also some issues. Uh, so I, I I don't know I don't know how how if he even saw that uh, we were getting to the finish. But uh, yeah, whatever. You know, I think it was just important that we had some fun and uh, yeah, that it was it was something special. Uh, Especially, you know, with uh, with group like this of 13, uh, 13 riders, um, like great riders, great cyclists, and it it was fun. It was fun. C- can you compare the effort to something you did before, like maybe as the same as in a cyclocross way race or? Um, no, you can't really compare. I think it's more uh, something like a time trail um, that you really have to uh, keep uh, keep the focus, uh, keep the uh, keep the keep the power uh, for for a long time, um, and uh, because you know with the, with cyclocross or even with the real race, you you have always some of the downhills where you can just you know stop pedaling, and uh, you can also go out of the saddle and uh, go really hard. Uh, you can sprint, and on the on the home on the home trainer, it's just a little bit different. Uh, a different feeling. Uh, you, you definitely can't really compare it to cyclocross, even when it looks like you know 45 minutes going flat out. Um, but in the cyclocross, you go, uh, you are sprinting basically from one corner to the other, and uh, still yeah, keeping also the pace very high. But it, it's just different feeling. I think you, you can never compare it uh, from inside to outside. Is it something that you could uh, see yourself do again in the future? participating in races like this oh yeah why not um you know maybe not too often because uh yeah that then you know i think then uh i think we will put uh too much attention into it and uh, i think we still need to be focused for for a race for like the normal racing let's say normal road racing and normal cyclocross races um but yeah, I think in those times it's uh, it's a great alternative, and uh, I was very thankful that I could do this race actually. So I think like in what is it two weeks time we got the digital Swiss coming up, like a five days in the virtual tour of Switzerland that's going to be ridden. Um, did you already put your hand up as a volunteer to ride it with the um, coding quick step or? No, not not it. Uh, 
Uh, I think that we will get soon uh, some informations. Uh, I think that uh, yeah, I, I didn't I didn't get any info and nobody nobody did ask me yet. But uh, yeah, you know, uh, I think it's it's some fun to do. It's something else, and uh, as I say, it's great alternative in uh, in this uh, lockdown times. Was there some uh, some chat on the? Do you have a, maybe a group chat with the Wolfpack and everyone was talking about it as well on there? Or what were the comments? Oh, uh, actually, not really. It was uh, it was quiet. I would say. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe because of the finishing positions, you weren't. You, you guys, uh, yeah. Maybe they thought they were going for podiums, etc. But unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately, <laughs> we didn't make it. No. <laughs> All right. I want to move on to the Tuxedo Talks fan question of the of the week because we always have fan questions coming in for for you guys who are being on as a guest, and we love getting those questions in. Uh, but we also enjoy getting a five-star rating in review from all our listeners. So it really helps to uh, for other people to find the podcast as well. But for now, uh, let's move on to the Tuxedo Talk fan question of the week. And it was from Michelle Balas on Twitter. And she wanted to know, what's your favorite Czech pastry? Pastry? Um, oh, there is so much of everything, actually, what is making my mother. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, it's never good to go over there because I always gain weight. <laughs> so uh, I try to avoid it. But, um, yeah, there is so much. Uh, like we have, I don't know how to say it. It's like um, a fruit, uh, like a knuddle uh, filled up with uh, like strawberry. And I put like a lot of sugar and quark and uh, and cream over it, and oh, it's uh, absolutely amazing. <laughs> but it's really more like, yeah, it's uh, I can eat it just in the off season, basically. Okay, so maybe it's a good thing that you weren't with your parents now at this time, then. Oh, it's absolutely! I, I think I will gain <laughs> at least ten kilos. <laughs> All right. And her follow-up question was: What would be your favorite Czech beer? Oh, it's a uh, Pilsner Urquell um, because it's uh, close to to my uh, to my home uh, where it's brewed, and um, I made ever actually the visit in the museum uh, in October with uh, one of our sponsors with uh, Janom. Um, it's uh, it's one one of one of our old sponsors, and we went there together. So it was really interesting, and uh, you know, it's uh, actually we I like our family. We almost never drink other beer while we are in uh, Czech Republic. And how does the how does the beer compare to the Belgian beer? Because you obviously stay in Belgium a fair bit as well. Yeah, it's you know this like this Pilsner Rukwal is really bitter. It's a very bitter beer. Um but uh, yeah, it's um I think just try and uh, make uh, his own opinion. I think it it won already several times the award of uh, best beer of the world, so I think it's worth it to go to go to Pilsen and uh, and try it out. All right. So people, if you're ever in Czech Republic and go to Pilsen, <laughs> definitely go to the brewery. Um, do you have time for uh, for two more short questions? Absolutely. All right. Uh, Florian de Hond on Instagram, he wanted to know if you could pick like one favorite teammate of all these years. Oh, um, actually not because I have more of them. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I can say like uh, Bob Jungles, uh, Ala Philippe, uh, uh, Tony Martin, um, Elio Kese. It, yeah, it's uh, it's yeah, actually 
actually i can go on i think uh with <laughs> with the names um because is, we have is there really one nice who's the most is there one who's the most funny um it's actually with the with the times you know like uh one day is uh, is another guy funny than the other uh especially you know with your uh with, when you are in the full group um so yeah the, we have always some fun all right uh, and what more we got yuri2805 on instagram and he wants to know if there's only one more race that you could win in your career would it be flanders or roubaix uh, I think uh, Roubaix because uh, I was also the closest, two times the closest to to, to win the the race. So I think I have uh, probably bigger chance to win Roubaix than uh, than Tour of Flanders. Um, I actually all my career I thought, or when I made the switch from cyclocross to road cycling, um, I always thought that Flanders will suit me better than uh, Roubaix, but. Uh, the results show me that Rube suits me better than Flanders. And I just can't explain it. Um, but uh, that's what the number says. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I will just choose uh, Rube. Uh, do, do you think about it sometimes, like how many more chances you get for Rube? Uh, I hope that 34 this now is and then maybe 35. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, of course. Um, Sometimes I, I think about it, but because, you know, I also made the switch of my career from cyclocross to road cycling when I was uh, 25. So it's, yeah, I'm like 34 on paper, but uh, um, but but with the head, I'm as a rider of uh, 28, 29 years. And um, I also don't feel like um, I don't have the motivation anymore for training or uh, going abroad. So I think... I, or I hope at least if uh, the health will stay stay good, I don't I will not get injured. I'm gonna knock here on the wood. Um, then I I just hope that I I have still some some chances because I think I can still make quite long uh, long career. So you'll be riding until you're forty. I hope so. Uh, it's my dream. Um, yeah, you know, once I always say once uh, I start to ride on dirty bike. And uh, I will shorten my trainings. Uh, uh, then I just will stop <laughs> because then I will not like it. But uh, until until I uh, I start my trainings almost every day on with a clean bike because I just like it and I like to do longer trainings than uh, than they are planned. And uh, I don't have any problems to go uh, training outside when it's bad weather. Um, then uh, I think it still means that I really like it. And uh, when I will keep uh, this feeling, then uh, um, I think I can race definitely until my 40 years. All right, awesome. I think that's a great way to, to end this uh, podcast as well. Uh, Stevie, I want to thank you so much for your time. Oh, you're welcome. I thank you. And uh, hopefully you, uh, yeah, you got that goal in sight uh, on the horizon again soon so you can get those clean bikes out of the garage and start training <laughs> again with a purpose yeah yeah absolutely i hope so too <laughs> all right all right people thanks for listening that was it for another episode of the tech turbo talks podcast thank you all for listening stay safe stay indoors if advised and of course never stop cycling this was rob bauer with Dennis Stibar of the Koenig quick step stay tuned for the next tax turbo talks